0: Alright, what is going on everybody? This is super exciting for me, uh, starting a new podcast all by myself. Um, yeah, don't have a name for it yet, just like most podcasts, but you know, by the time you're hearing this, I will have probably figured it out. So, what I want to do for this podcast, this is a podcast where I am going to review comic books, maybe some, like, major comic book runs, and also graphic novels, um yeah yeah I mean that's pretty much it I want to keep it brief maybe 30 minutes or less for each episode you know Um, just because you know don't have too much to say I feel like and also I don't have a ton of time and it'll be easy for me to edit it when it's a lot shorter but yeah this is what I want to do want to try to uh, here's how I want to here is how I want to outline these episodes starting out i'm going to review some single issues that i've been reading over the week and then i am going to choose a major graphic novel or comic book run that'll be the main topic of the episode and then at the end i will read some reviews from the internet for the major topic of the episode and then i will stop recording my name is charlie Uh, i do stand-up comedy And I'm also a big comic book reader, and also a regular-sized comic book reader. Little joke for you. Yeah, so I like to collect comics every week. Every Wednesday I go to the shop, I get like three or four comics a week. Um, And I do that. I like to read them that way. I really personally love graphic novels. Reading them in uh, trade paperbacks. Um, Reading them in trade paperbacks is great, too. Um, really I suggest just, if you want to get into comics, read however you're comfortable with. I also have a tablet that I bought just really exclusively for reading comics, um, with the DC Infinite app. Uh, you get a lot of comics for free. That's the one I usually use a lot. Also, a lot of people don't know about this app called Hoopla. If you download Hoopla, you can sign in with your, um, library log and you can connect your library account basically and you get a shit ton, a shit ton of graphic novels That are not just old ones that you'd think you'd find in the library, like lot. Really, they they essentially have anything you could probably want. Like they have every major anything that's like been in a trade paperback. They probably have it on that app. Um, Like that's where I read Saga. That's where I read a lot of Invincible. They have all of Invincible and Saga. Um, Mainly, I use it for a lot. Like anything that's not DC. That's where I kind of uh, get my material from there. Um, But yeah, also, yeah, I like going to the library a lot, like physically getting the books out. I used to do that a lot. Um, It's kind of this fine balance of I like reading them, I like holding them, and also I like to own them. I like seeing them on my shelf. I like to collect things, but, you know, buying every story that you want to read, it adds up to a lot of money. Um, So yeah, you know, whatever you're comfortable with. All that to say, yeah, I like reading comics. All right, so the big main topic of today's episode is going to be Batman: The Last Halloween. Um, it's recently been adapted into an animated movie. I think it's split up into two parts. I have not seen, I have not seen it yet, but I'm looking forward to checking that out. Um, but yeah, let's get into some single issues, some issues that I've read this week. These aren't exactly single issues, exactly more. I'm just trying to do a general. Recap of what I've been reading. I haven't read a lot recently, so I'm just going to recap some general some uh, stuff I have been reading the infinite frontier DC comics has a f- an, again Done a soft reboot of their entire line Which is it's sort of just like a follow-up of DC Rebirth, which was another Which was another reboot that they did after new 52 which was another reboot. So yeah, DC is full of these reboots. Anyway, Infinite Frontier is the latest. And um, that's really what I've been reading a lot. Like I kind of jumped on to physical issues collecting when I was 11 in 2011 when New 52 started. New 52 was when DC relaunched their entire line, 52 series, um, all number ones, all starting over. That's when I actually started buying comics myself when I was 11 or 12, and I stopped for a while. And Infinite Frontier actually is what brought me back. I started collecting again when Future State came out. And um, anyway, all that to say is they had like a, it's this whole line of comics, and they also had kind of just this mainline run called Infinite Frontier. It was a six-issue six miniseries, and that actually just concluded that. I just finished that up. Yeah, so six issues, all a little bit longer than a normal size issue. So it's like dollars four ninety-nine each. Yeah, it's just kind of this large, multiversal, like uh, dark side is bad. Should <laughs> I should have wrote better notes? But basically, this story is it's it's about uh, shit, motherfucker. It's this large. It's this large event. Uh, full cast of characters. I was really excited by. Issue Zero is kind of like a an opening to this mini-series. It kind of just kind of uh, laid out the state of each character in a series. It kind of went like, what's Batman doing? What's Wonder Woman doing? And how's Superman hanging out? And it was I thought it was really good. I heard mixed reviews about it, but I was really excited by it. And I was really excited for this mini-series. And I was a little bit disappointed by the end of it, because it just, it's this huge event. It's setting up this whole thing. There's this whole cast of characters. Um and a big event like this, it's kind of, I've come to find out with comics, it's kind of this big lead up, big lead up, and then usually the issue has the big climax, and it just sort of ends, and it's kind of like, sitting there like, alright, well, that's it. That's how I just kind of felt with this one. Um, yeah, I just, I kind of, I was excited to buy them, the covers were cool, but like, I just kind of wasn't looking forward to reading them, because it was kind of a lot of, Introducing a lot of characters and it was hard to remember exactly kind of what happened uh, month to month, especially because it's like a lot of characters I'm not very familiar with. And it's also a lot of characters that I don't really care about, like um, uh, a lot of JSA, like uh, uh, Adam Smasher, Power Goal, they make an appearance later in. But like it's mainly about Alan Scott, I think his name is the first Green Lantern. He's he's kind of the main guy, He's got his two kids that I've never heard of. And it's just, they introduce all these characters from other Earths, which I thought, I think is interesting, but it's, like I said, it's kind of hard to keep track of, like, um, I think it's called the Justice League Incarnate, maybe? is uh, It's a Justice League made up of all these multi multiversal characters, like um, Black Superman, I think he's from Earth 2 or 3, he's the president where he comes from, uh, the planet he's from, he's the president, he's Superman, everybody calls him President Superman, he's kind of like the lead which is cool, but like I said, it's a lot of different Earths, and uh, Batman, the Batman, uh, Thomas Wayne Batman from Flashpoint makes a reappearance, that was really cool, but he really doesn't do a lot other than just kind of being there, you know, Um, which is a little disappointing, but all in all, I think it's okay, it's over, you know, I'll just, um, I think this is only like the first part, I think they're going to Uh, Start it back up later. It's interesting to see where it's going to go from there. But yeah, that is a rambling That's a rambling that you just got from me. So you're welcome Uh, The next series that I've been reading is called Suicide Squad Get Joker and it's like it's a magazine size format like if you guys are familiar with Batman Damned um, Same author. It's the same format. It's like the size of a magazine. It's like freaking huge uh, it's also a limited series. There's only three issues. I've read the first two and so far I am really digging it. It's from, um, uh, let me look up the name real quick. Yeah. All right. So this is a, like I said, a magazine size format. It's huge. It's long. It's the, 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 the pages themselves are freaking huge. It's by Brian Azzarello. One of my, honestly, one of my favorite comic book authors. Uh, he wrote, he wrote, the New Fifty Two Wonder Woman run, which is fantastic, It's probably one of my favorite one of my favorite comic runs. It's uh, he wrote Wonder Woman New Fifty Two, very very good. He's also written, like I mentioned, Batman Damned, which was good. Uh, hopefully, I can uh, uh, increase my vocabulary a little bit more than just uh, good and great. But this comic, uh, written by Brian Azzarello, is. I think it's fantastic so far. Like I said, I was kind of nervous. It's only three issues. Like, how much story can you really tell in three issues? And so far, it is very intriguing what they've done so far. I really like the characters. It's similar to the Suicide Squad movie, which obviously I think this is a... I don't want to say a tie-in, but this is a promotional event to get people more aware of uh, the movie Suicide Squad just coming out. or It's already came out. It's very good. You should watch that if you like... um, movies and uh the red the red hood this is what got me the red hood is like the main character and so it's like the suicide squad and the red hood is kind of leading this team which i thought was really interesting i like red hood a lot especially the premise of this book is that the suicide squad is gonna get joker that is the title of the book they are on a mission to kill the joker which um You know, typically in comics, nobody ever kills the Joker. Or if they do, it's not permanent. Also, this is a uh, black label, so it's not really in continuity. So that means really anything can happen. Um, But yeah, first issue is really good. Basically, they all have the chip in their neck, typical Suicide Squad stuff. But, um, and then at the end, spoiler alert, Amanda Waller is killed. And who gets the control box other than the Joker? So the man that they are trying to kill gets the controls to the bombs in their neck. And that's issue one. I'm not going to say anything else, but it's very fantastic. I would check it out if you can. It's obviously it's going to be um, made into a hardcover uh, collection, so check that out. Haven't read issue three. Uh, Issue two ends with a plot twist that uh, I'm not going to spoil, but I'm very intrigued to see where it goes. It's also like Black Label is for more mature content. This definitely uh, goes into some more mature areas. You definitely see a lot of guts, not guts, but like a little bit of gore. Uh, You see people get killed and uh, some scantily stuff. Um, Yeah, pretty much it. Also, last single issues that I'm going to talk about. I've been reading the infinite frontier wonder woman run, which, uh, also a series I was excited for at the beginning. Um, it like started out really, really interesting. This is about, I haven't, okay. So I haven't read, um, dark Knight metal, which was kind of the ending story of rebirth that kind of ties into, um, everything after basically has to do with multiversal stuff. I really haven't read it, but you just kind of have to know that, uh, at the beginning stuff, shit went down during Dark Metal, I think, oh, fuck, fuck, I'm fucking up the names, but, um, yeah, so this Wonder one, run, it is written by, uh, I forgot to write down the artists and the authors when I, I'm writing my notes, pretty sure I have a virus on my computer, because my search engine keeps defaulting to Yahoo, and Yahoo is terrible, alright, written by Becky Clune. Becky Cloonan. Yeah, Becky Cloonan. Okay, all all that to say is uh, it started out really strong, really interesting. She's kind of, uh, she died and she's in the afterlife, but she's not in heaven or hell. She is in Asgard with, um, she's in Asgard and she meets some people. She doesn't really know who she is or what she's doing, but in this afterlife, um, basically they feast all day and at night they all fight each other and they all kill each other, this huge battle, and then um, the next day, they're all alive, and they basically do it all over again, and that is the afterlife. And basically, yeah, that has been the storylines thus far, and then she kind of figures out who she is, and there's also this villain who takes the shape of Wonder Woman. Oh, fuck. She take, this, there's this villain that takes the shape of Wonder Woman. She's like an evil version of Wonder Woman who um, then she – it's kind of like the story is just – Basically it is turned into Wonder Woman is trying to find this evil version of Wonder Woman and by doing it she's going through different worlds and stuff. And each it's gotten to a point where I'm just ready. I'm I'm still reading it. I'm ready for it to end and something new to start. Cause like I'm really interested in Wonder Woman as a character. And um yeah, it just feels like it's kind of gotten to a repetitive thing where each issue is oh my gosh, there she is. Let's get her. And they scrap for a bit, and then she escapes through a portal or something, and then Wonder Woman and her companion go through the portal, and then the next issue is the same thing. Oh my god, there she is. Let's fight. They fight for a bit, and then she escapes again. It feels like that has been what has happened the last three or four issues, and um, so I keep I keep waiting for to pick up the issue, and it says, like, oh, new story, number one, or whatever, but Uh, Yeah, I think we're we're to like part 8 or 9 of this run, and I feel like it's just, um, I'm starting to lose interest a bit, so hopefully that picks up. Um, I spent a little bit longer on the Sengu issues than I planned to. All right, let's go ahead and get right into the topic of this issue, this episode, The Last Halloween, A Batman Story, written by Jeff Loeb, with art by Tim Solly, I think it's Solly, But uh, Jeff Loeb, he wrote Batman Hush, which is a fantastic book. A lot of people think that Batman Hush is a great, like, intro to Batman. It's got a lot of, um, uh, you know, his characters and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, that's not the book we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about Batman The Long Halloween. I've heard really good things about it, so I want to check it out. A lot of people say it's uh, uh, one of the best Batman stories, and uh, spoiler alert, I kind of agree. It's really fantastic. Um, the art is what I love the most about this, this book is it, the art by Tim Solley. I first saw Tim Solley's art, like, he did a lot of alternate covers for um, Batman Rebirth, I think. And those are just fantastic. So I was excited to read a book um, chiefly by this man. And the, it's the, the original run, it was 13 issues, which is uh, spooky, spooky number 13. And a little odd because, you know, usually uh, comic book runs of that length, they stop at 12. But, you know, they went for 13. Yeah, so it was originally 13 issues. It's been collected into the long Halloween. I didn't know this. It was um, Tim Sully and Jeff Loeb. They actually, they made these Batman annuals. Uh, I think it's called Batman Haunted Night. And this kind of, these were so popular that led to uh, these miniseries, Batman Long Halloween. And it's... uh, also had two sequels uh batman dark victory and then catwoman win in rome which i was not aware of so i'm i'm probably going to check those out actually but uh yeah that is pretty much it this was first released in 1996 so it's uh, uh a little bit older a little bit older than me 1996 is actually when my older brother was born maybe so uh yeah let's see yeah yeah 13 issues um the art is very good tim Saleh, i love his art it's got such like it's i don't want to say it's it's not realist for sure it's not realistic if that makes sense he's definitely got his own distinct smart or uh, style freudian slip there because i'm about to talk about something that like has stuck in my head is the way he draws the joker the way he draws a joker he has this huge grin and he's got like hundred it looks like Joker has a hundred teeth and it's like really creepy but I just love it um really cool it's kind of reminiscent of like the Dark Knight Returns uh a little bit the art style I haven't I haven't read it front to cover to cover actually it's been a while let me check the release down now I want to see I'm curious which one came first uh okay yeah so this okay this one came out 10 years before so it's a little it's a bit of a similar art style like everything kind of has a style to it if that makes sense I'm not even really saying anything I'm just saying uh very general things here but uh a lot of reading it and then like I haven't read this book before it's my first time reading it and there's like a lot of panels there's a few panels where like I see it and I'm like oh I've seen this a bunch of times okay this is where it's from like there's um I'm thinking of this great scene in the book where Batman is fighting Solomon Grundy in the sewer and there's this there's this panel where Solomon Grundy's got him in a hug, and Batman is uh, thrusting his chest for his great side profile. My favorite part of the book is the side profiles of Batman are freaking fantastic. He draws him super beefy and buff, and yeah, I think it's great. This story takes place after Batman year one, so he's kind of a a little bit more of an inexperienced Batman, which you can kind of tell um, a lot, and I think it's super interesting, like, I think this has kind of become a, not a norm, but uh, seen it a few times in the comics now. I'm not sure if this is the first one to do it, but you see Batman. He's like, all right, I I made a promise to my parents to rid the crime of this city. And he's got somebody in the chokehold And he's like, about to do it. He's like, you know what? I'm going to cross the line. And then Gordon is there. And he says, hey, listen, you don't want to do this. There's a scene like that in this book. Fantastic. Um, Yeah, so... Let's see, the story, the general story is there is a serial killer, loose in Gotham, and he is killing people. But here's the thing. He only, he or she, we don't know who it is, just this figure goes by the name of Holiday because they kill only on holidays. They kill one person each holiday. So each issue is, like, named after a holiday. It starts on Halloween. That's when the first one is, and it takes place over a whole year Um, Each comic is the name of a holiday. So, like, it goes like Halloween, Christmas, New Year's, you know. Um, Really fantastic. And, like, it's driving Gordon and Batman crazy just because, like, it's like, ah, it's just, why is it taking us so long? Like, why can't we find them? And there's a little bit of tension there. So, there's a person named Holiday. They go after, I'm trying to think. Uh, Okay. So, a big thing about this story, too, is it's really heavily about the mafia and the mob aspect of. Batman, the like, the underground crime story, which it's not like a... There's, there is colorful villains and stuff, you know, from his rogues gallery. They pop up, but they're not really the main focus. They are... This is really a lot about the mob and, like, the Falcons and the... Ooh, I forget the name of the other one. The Falonies. I think it is the Falonies. Am I crazy? Let me see if I can find it. The Falcons and... Maroni. Maroni is the name so the falcon is they control gotham they're the number one crime family and the marone the maronis they are number two and there's kind of this tension of uh they obviously have a beef because they both want to run gotham 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 they both want to run gotham and there's this tension between these two rival families anyway the maronis start getting killed off i believe by this holiday person so we kind of suspect is Falcone because obviously these murders are only benefiting him but then the Falcons are starting to get murdered. Um, Significant members of the Falcone family are murdered off. I'm not going to spoil it. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very good. Really cool. Like each time it's kind of set up like, you know, a murder is about to happen because the art, it goes black and white, like a noir sort of thing. And um, when somebody dies, it all goes black and white except for like the blood. And then uh, the killer, they marks he marks the murder with um, something identifying the holiday. So, like, I think on Halloween, he put, like, a jack-o'-lantern down. New Year's, it was like a um, confetti cannon kind of thing. But in each one, also, he leaves a baby bottle nipple as a silencer, which I thought was interesting. And uh, another thing about this story is it's, it features heavily, like, with Harvey Dent as, like, a main character before he turns into Two-Face, but obviously if you know who Harvey Dent is, you know he turns into Two-Face. You, there's kind of, like, this rising tension in the story. You see him kind of turn a little bit to the darker side, and you wonder, is he Holiday? Like, is this, Uh, to me, it seemed obvious, like, okay, well, I might be spoiling this here, but, like, I was like, okay, it's obvious if they're going to do the Two-Face route that this man is the killer, but it's, I don't want to say it's not the case, but um, I thought I knew who it was throughout, and they do a really good job at, like, making you understand the motivations of the characters. Like, when they reveal who it is, you're kind of like, ah, okay, yeah, that makes sense. But it does not just stop there. It's not just, like, they don't just reveal a character, that's it. Like, the last issue, like, I thought it was just going to be, like, an epilogue, but it just keeps, the mystery just keeps, like, revealing more and more about itself. I thought it was a fantastic ending. I just kept thinking, okay, this is it. And then just more and more kept getting revealed. Um, yeah, yeah, really cool. Um, some things that, like, just stuck in my head, like, after reading it, things I remembered was, like, there's this really cool scene in court where out, uh, Bruce Wayne is – Harvey Dent thinks Bruce Wayne is buddy-buddy um, with the Falcons, uh, something or other. I'm not doing a very great job as a reviewer here, but he thinks he's really buddy-buddy with the Falcons, so he charges him and he takes him to court and Alfred is uh, the witness on the stand. The reason being, the Falcons, we see a flashback. Um, the Falcons bring Carmine. Carmine Falcone is the main guy. They, Car- Carmine's Falcone's father brings Falcone to Thomas Wayne when he was still alive because he was shot or something, and Thomas Wayne revived him. And so Harvey Dent believes that Bruce Wayne is connected with him because of his father, but... There's this fantastic scene where Alfred is on the witness stand and he says, like, uh, Dent is questioning him. And he's like, well, why didn't Thomas Wayne report report this character, uh, this Carmine fellow? Why didn't he report him back then if he knew he was such a bad guy? And Alfred says something along the lines of the corruption of Gotham. like, well, Gotham was a different place back then, like... I'm really butchering it here i'm gonna find it so i can read it I'm saying it's my favorite scene i'm just fucking birch birch butch god damn it butchering it also uh i'm flipping through this calendar man is like because obviously somebody's killing people on holidays you think it's calendar man who is famously known for killing people on holidays but they can't they keep checking in on him batman questions him he stays in arkham asylum the whole time and he's just a really weird character he says like he or she who knows and blah 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 but he um really strange but i think he um is a good a good touch to the story having him there oh also i just i just love this art so much like each issue starts with just a full page panel of face <laughs> a face or a, it's just all they start with this full page things that just oh it just makes me want to keep reading This really is, like, obviously Batman's in it, but he doesn't feel like the main focus. The main focus is kind of a lot on Harvey and the crime family, and I am mumbling here, so I'm going to just find this real quick. Okay, 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 we're back. Just spent about ten minutes flipping through this book trying to find this one scene, and, uh, all right. So, Harvey Dent questioning Alfred right here. Blah, blah, blah. Why didn't Thomas report... Why didn't Thomas Wayne report the crime so that Luigi Moroni would be behind bars and the city wouldn't be in the grip of the Falcone? And Alfred says, Perhaps Mr. Wayne, Dr. Wayne, did file a report, but Gotham City was different then. The police, even the district's attorney's office, were rife with graft, which means uh, corruption, I assume. Several months later, Dr. Wayne and his wife were murdered, the most decent people I've ever known, gunned down in the streets. To this day, the killer was never brought to justice. Perhaps Gotham City is not all that different. Well, I thought that was fantastic (laughs) when I first read it. Uh, Something else that was uh, really interesting to me is the (laughs) Catwoman-Batwoman relationship. Batman-Catwoman relationship uh, I thought was done really, really well. There's a part where Bruce Wayne is taken over by Poison Ivy, And Catwoman figures it out eventually after like a month. And she, because uh, Selina Kyle and Bruce Wayne are a thing. And then obviously it's Batman and Catwoman have this will they, won't they thing. But uh, Catwoman finds out that Bruce Wayne has been mind controlled by Ivy for the past month. And she goes and saves him. And um, Bruce Wayne is a little thrown off by this. Um, But yeah. Anyway, that is interesting. Uh anything else I might have mentioned? Um, yeah, really, really fantastic. The story was really intriguing, and I just love all the characters that they introduce. Even like, you know, if I tell you if you tell me this is a Batman story based and it's mostly about the Falcons and the Moronis, I'm like, alright, well that sounds boring as hell. But super interesting. I really like just um the little the undergroundness of the story and like it's kind of like This is kind of like something that's not really focused on. A lot of stories focus on like the big colorful villains, but I thought this was just really, really well done. I highly recommend it. Yeah, I think the really only thing that I didn't like was, this is like even nitpicky, but at the beginning, and like Harvey Dent is obviously going to be Two-Face, but before he's Two-Face, anytime he makes any reference to the number two, it's in bold or like he says like double or something. It's in bold, and like it's like, hey, look at this. And I just feel like that was a little on the nose. But that's just a little thing. Um, I got some reviews here from the internet here. Uh, I got a good one, and I got a bad one, and then I just got a really bad one, just because I think those are fun to read. Um, I got a four-star review here from Philip Schultz, who I think is the author of uh, Peanuts, but he says... My favorite part of this book has to be the heavier reliance on the crime families of Gotham, specifically the Falcons. There's always a mention of how screwed up Gotham is and why there's a need for Batman, and using the mafia as a foundation is perfect. Are they the source of all Gotham's problems? No. But the sheer level of organized crime speaks to why Batman even exists. It is a pervasive, and the attacks of the holiday began to shake things up. Uh, the use of these more mundane villains, even with the inclusion of a bunch of his iconic foes, helps to set this book apart. Uh, The mystery behind the killer is played out pretty well, too. There are so many people that would have the motive and opportunity to attack the members of the family, it becomes difficult to pin down. Um, Despite being an older comic, I enjoyed the art. There were some images that are certainly indicative of trends at the time, but for the most part, it stands apart. A classic Batman title, definitely worth the read. Yeah, I definitely agree with um, everything this guy said, Mr. Phillip. Yeah, I really like the, the organized crime part because it really, uh, I think it really says a lot about Gotham and um, just kind of like the state of why Batman needs to be there. Like if Batman wasn't there, like there's really no, I'm saying such a basic thing, but like there would be no justice. Like the cops are there, but the cops are corrupt because of the family super interesting. But uh, I agree with everything this guy says. Well done. Says it way better than me. And here is a quote-unquote critical review of the comic. It has a three stars by someone named S.M.M. Uh, He says the murder mystery, or she, the murder mystery itself was drab. I did like trying to guess who the killer was, but there weren't actually any clues laid out for anyone, even Batman. So it was basically just wait until they confess, and it irked me so much because that wasn't the the book I was promised. Outside of the murder mystery, a lot of time is spent developing the villains, and I didn't. I did like some of those aspects but again it's not what I signed up for. I had a love-hate relationship with the art. It was not very it was very arty, but but <laughs> I'm so sorry. I had a love-hate relationship with the art. It was very arty, but not something I would generally seek out. It was cool in the noir-esque way but also a bit off-putting since everything was pretty much a caricature. I'm sure some people absolutely love this book. Sadly, I'm not one of them. Maybe my next foray will be better. You know, uh, he brings up some points I can agree with. The art is definitely, I wouldn't say it's as far as a caricature, but I definitely agree that is a good, um, the art style kind of goes a little bit that way, and I can understand it could be off-putting for some people. Um, I just like it because I love weird shit, and this art is weird, and it's like, kind of spooky, and I think it fits really well with the story I was telling. Also, I meant to mention this up top. This also wasn't the book I thought it was. Like, I thought The Long Halloween, I had it mixed up with another thing in my head. I was thinking The Long Halloween was about, like, all the villains kind of going out one day and Batman is, like, run really, really tired by the end of the night. But I think I'm actually thinking of Nightfall, which is another classic Batman story, but is much, 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 much longer. But anyway, still a fantastic book. And then, just for fun, I got a one-star review. Yeah, I got these reviews off of Amazon, just because that is where I know a lot of reviews would be. If you look at the reviews, it is five stars all the way. But if you go down to the one-star reviews, um, literally most of them are just about how the condition of the book from Amazon, because Amazon... I think Amazon is... Oh, you know what? I've got a hot take. I'll say it. Okay, I'll just go ahead and say it. I did not think Amazon is a good company. But... Uh, they have a lot of reviews, so thank you for the content, Amazon. I've got a one-star review here from Samuel Langenhoven. This book is pure garbage. The artwork is usually very well done and very clean, but that's it. The writing in this book is the peak of laziness and decompressed storytelling. I read this book, 13 collected comics, all in caps, in literally two settings in one day. Okay, so he read this book in two sittings in one day. Every page has only three or four panels, and that does not mean every page has a lot of text either. If you typed every word in this book onto a Word document, you could probably fit all the dialogue into two or three pages. This book may have introduced some concepts to the Batman mythos that are still used today, but really, that does not justify this book as a purchase. This is one of the worst collected volumes I've ever purchased. Borrow a copy from a friend or read it inside of a bookstore. Don't waste your money. Alternatively, you can check it out from the library... Uh, for free, but you know, um, we get it, man. You're a fast reader. I can appreciate it. Uh, this actually brings up something that I think is uh, something interesting to think about. Because if you think about like uh, going back and reading classic comics like this, or even just watching like really old classic movies, uh, it may seem like not original. If that makes sense, like it may seem like. Okay, what I'm trying to say is, a movie can have such a, um, well, okay, help me out here. Audience, help me out here. A very classic movie or classic comic like this can influence the drama, the genre, and then to the point where things that a book introduces become a trope because it was really well done, people like to copy. I don't want to say people like to copy, but you know, it influences the, the genre, the media, uh, the medium, I mean. And then, so when you go back and read a story like this, or like, I, I kind of felt this when I read The Killing Joke. Like, it didn't really feel like that special of a story, but if you read this, like, at the time, or you see a classic movie when it first comes out, it's revolutionary. Does that make sense? It's revolutionary at the time, and it influences the medium since, and then so you read all this stuff that is influenced, and when you read... The original material it seems like it's overdone but that's because it it had such an influence on the medium and i think that's that might be what this guy is getting at if that makes sense please think i'm smart just kidding okay uh that is pretty much it i highly recommend this book it's fantastic if you've got nothing else to read i would check it out um sorry this ran just a little bit longer but hey listen this is the first episode i'm a little bit rusty um Art is good. Writing is good. Jeff Loeb, check him out. Uh, So other things Jeff Loeb has written. Batman Hush. He also wrote Spider-Man Blue and Daredevil Yellow, I believe, which are both uh, fantastic. I've heard. I have not read them. But yeah, yeah. All in all, this is a great book. That is pretty much it. If there's anything you really want me to check out or review for you next, please let me know. I will be happy to do it. I think the next episode, I am going to review Hawkeye, My Life as a Weapon by match fraction. That might be it. Anyway, thanks for sticking around, and goodbye.